Hey, what is up? Long time no talk. This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. I'm Norm, along with Mike. It is Sunday, June 6, 2021. Almost a week since the Leafs were dispatched by the Montreal Canadiens in the first round of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Mike, it's surreal. No, it's not. It's expected. Um I, you know, let's just say the last time we did a show, the Leafs were in the playoffs, and now the next time we're in the show, the Leafs are not in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. we're not. You know, they didn't even get to June, and the season mm-hmm. said the playoffs started in May. I, I, Mike, I like to put up polls in community. Le- the Leafs Convo YouTube channel. If you're watching this sh- uh, collab through the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, please. If you listen to us on podcasts, check us out on YouTube. So. Uh, I put up a post before game seven Mm -hmm. and, you know, I asked if this team in your opinion was fit to win game seven at 308 votes, which is a lot of votes for our polls. 45%. This is before game seven, 45% when asked if the Leafs were fit to win game seven said no. Mm -hmm. So the confidence was draining um, from the fan base after game five, after game six, and going into the series decider, almost half of, you know, 308 respondents to our podcast, and yeah. it should be a reflection of the general fan base, just didn't have any confidence the team um, w- would get it done. And lo and behold, it didn't in a real miserable fashion. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, and we analyzed game five and game six in terms of the slow starts but they did rally in both those games to get to overtime. And in game six in particular, they dominated overtime and probably should have won at that point, but didn't because, um, you know, Kutkin Yemi shot deflected. It was the second shot on Cam- and Campbell wasn't at Falcus camp. They wouldn't have been in overtime if Campbell hadn't stood on his head in the first two periods uh, against Montreal in game six. But game seven was a different animal. It's funny, Rod. It's funny, uh, uh, Norm. I, I was, um, I'm going through some, you know, some cleanup like everybody does with their 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 home, the, with the basement and getting rid of old newspapers and old books and stuff like that. And I found a box of old cassette tapes, and I was just like going through them and listening before yeah. I threw them in the garbage. And I found an audio of the Leafs beating St. Louis in 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat St. Louis with Doug Gilmore. Uh, you know, Ken Raggett standing on his head in, in, in the playoffs. And I was like, wow, what's different about this? Oh, they won a playoff series. That was what was different. The, the joy that you heard from the crowd at Maple Leaf Gardens cheer. I mean, this this team, I think, sucked the joy out of their fan base because I think they had reason for optimism they, they did a lot of things that I think they, they checked all the boxes before the deadline to do what – to add the players that we thought that they needed. And then in the end, they got secondary scoring, but they didn't get the scoring from their big guys. And I think that the big guys in the core group are the ones that are going to take the brunt of the of the abuse over the, over the offseason. And in that game seven – and it's not only me, but I heard Elliot Friedman talk about this, and I've heard other people mention this – um, in the first after the first period, it was nothing, nothing. 
there's nobody, no Lee fan out there who could have felt confident after that first period down with it, nothing, nothing, because Montreal was the better of the two teams. They were playing looser. They were playing with house money, and Toronto was afraid to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then once, once that bad goal, and that was probably Camp, one of Campbell's only bad goals of the series, once that bad goal five-hole but from Brendan Gallagher went in, the air went out of the building, and I, they were done. And it's sad because they were clearly, even without Muzzin, even without Tavares, they were the more talented and the better team. But the better team and the more talented team doesn't mean crap in the playoffs. It, it's who performs, and Montreal performed. And in the last three games of that series, the Leafs could not muster a 60-minute effort in any single one of them. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford. Norm, along with Mike, check out oakridgeford.com if you're local and looking for a pre-owned vehicle. We have a nice little selection. And if you're looking for something new, 0% on Escape 2021 styles continues on. Mike, a fuck up in game five, um, another one in game six. And it seemed like collectively the, the Leafs folded. So instead of we we've got Dermot's back. We've got Sandine's back. There was there was no no response to it, and no. it's amazing. The team gets right there, right at the doorstep, with the ability to move on to the second round. Quiet, the naysayers uh, give themselves, uh, you know, a push forward, and one mistake that causes a loss. De- deflates the, um, you know, the exuberance deflates the confidence, and it was, you know, again they 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 played okay after that, but it's hard to wrap your head around a team up three one and seemingly in control of the series, coming mm-hmm. back from a deficit to force an overtime in game five, having an opportunity to put the Habs away, right. They lose the game on you know a, a misplay, you know a, a rookie mistake, and they can't recover. Like that is, a, a, we can examine you know the team and who's who's who makes up the roster and and how it's comprised, but how can you like how do you not how can you not you know lift your teammates and when you have this much talent lift your teammate who had who made that mistake come out of uh, the gate in game six finish it off instead of get right to that point where you can win have one of the teammates you know um cough up a puck and you lose a game in overtime and you can't recover like well doesn't make sense to me well game five was strewn with mistakes i mean sandine's two errors that resulted in two goals and then he barely played the rest of the rest of the game uh, and then they came back from three nothing to tie it, and then lose fifty nine seconds into overtime on on the Galchenyuk giveaway in the two on zero. You would think going into Montreal now, obviously you're you're assuming Montreal is going to be playing desperate hockey because they're down in the series. You have to account for that, um, and the Leafs through two periods in Montreal were trying to play mistake free hockey. And in Montreal, the way they were playing was play, trying to play low event hockey and keeping the game close. And only when they got down 
two nothing in game six. Only after the puck flip into the in, into the uh, from uh, from Marner and the two and the power play goals did the Leafs sort of like get desperate. And yeah. um, you know, did they get desperate and then they played and you know then then from that point on the two goals tying the game and then dominating in overtime. They were the better team, but they should have been the better team throughout. The thing is, is that, uh, and I, I can't remember who made this point, but the Leafs were good, a good enough team to be able to recover from those mistakes, but didn't do it. And that's that's the thing that that is that is baffling is that they really couldn't recover. It, it's almost like you know. And I, please, if I hear a Montreal Canadiens fan say Carey Price was the difference, Carey Price had a good series. Carey Price did you know? He it wasn't like he got into the heads of the Leafs. You know, he made the saves when he needed to make them, but he also gave up three. He also gave up three goals in Game Five, to, and he also gave up three, uh, two goals in Game Six when his team were was ahead by significant margin. He it wasn't like he was Terry Sawcheck. It wasn't like he was yeah. Jonathan Quick in 2012. No, Mike, the Habs are up two nothing on the Jets now with an opportunity to go into the semifinals. They shouldn't be there, but they are good for them that they took advantage of a team uh, a Leafs team that was afraid of its own shadow that just lost its nerve in prime time this isn't about Carey Price or the Habs Habs fans should forget about the Leafs because we're, we're our fan base is they will until the next time they play the Leafs it's a good good for them but this has nothing to do with them this has everything to do with this team this team should have been better it should have won it didn't and now we have to pick up the pieces. So, you know, good good for Habs fans. I I wish my team was there. They should just forget about the Leafs and their fan base for now because um, they've, they've still got a chance to, to go on and do, do some things in these NHL playoffs. For us, we, we examine the, the the carcass that is the, the, the organization because it really is. It, it really is. Um, there's a lot that's been going on in my head in in regards to my relationship with the team and the game and, and how I'm a fan over the last week. I can tell you straight out, I don't trust the team. I don't trust this organization anymore. I don't trust the management. I don't trust the coaching staff. I don't trust the players. And I have every right to feel that way. Yeah, and I, I, th I think you're justified, and I think the fan base is justified. And you could tell – um, in the media availability that was, I believe, on Wednesday, it's you know, the week is really sort of blended in terms of days as you, you know, with after the, the loss in game seven. Mm -hmm. Um, you could tell the uh, the reaction of Brendan Shanahan with that he knows that the fan base is pissed off. I mean, there, there is, there is legitimate being pissed off. There is legitimate disappointment. And then there's the over the top stuff. Then there's like, you know, okay. It's like, uh, you know, if you want to burn your Doug Gilmore Jersey, fine. That's, that's, that's within your right. You're, all you're doing is burning something that you spent money for. Yeah. That, that's within your right to do. Sure. Um, the stuff with uh, the stuff with the criticism martyr on social media that got bullying, that got, it, I mean, that's just weak, weak ass shit. I mean, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't do that. And also like the, of course, you know, and I, I think I know the reporter that reported this, the, the talk about, 
you know, Marner not wanting to play a certain spot on the power play and this, 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 this Monday morning quarterbacking and like the, the, the and, and Marner had to refute that in the, uh, in the media availability at the, at the end of the year, it's like, you know, he called it an absolute lie. And I, I believe him. It's like, I mean, you know, please, I think the, and he, as he said, it's like, I'll play any spot in the power play they want. I'll, I'll not play the power play if they want, you know, like I, I just want to win. And this isn't, per, this should not be personal. Okay. But it, love but, it has, but it has gotten personal. And, and, yeah. It yeah. has gotten personal. No, I, I understand. Okay. So this, again, this is about going forward and, you know, we'll be skeptical from now until the time the Leafs hoist the Stanley Cup. For me personally, I will not trust this team until it's it until I feel like, and this is my connection to the team, until I feel like it's done what it needs to do to that point to make a statement and to uh, grow as an organization. Not making the uh, making the playoffs is key. Winning the sec first round that's also key. They, they they got one thing done. They failed to do the next. The thing is, right now, the uh, the the yardstick is at making the um, the second round at least, and they they weren't able to do that. And and the fashion they failed um, is you know it's it's head scratching. Yet we really have to confront um, the 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 issue here because this can't ha- this can't happen again. And for this to not happen again, I believe. Um, and I hate to say it, that this core four needs to be adjusted and it needs to be adjusted before the puck drops on, on the next season. And, and, and of course, and I, I wrote about this uh, on Wednesday and on Thursday, of course, Brendan Shanahan, Kyle Dubas, and Sheldon Keefe were going to come out with a full-throated defense of the core four and saying, yes, we're going to keep this group together. It doesn't what, mean they're not good, Mike. And I, I'm sorry for apologizing. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are they supposed to do? Come out and say, we're going to trade all their asses. We're going to get rid of – yeah, because if you, you come out and say, well, there are going to be changes and nobody is going to be – so then – General managers around the league are going—they're going to smell blood. They're going to see and smell blood in the water. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it, when Kyle Dubas goes and says, "Well, what do you give me for William Nylander? What do you give me for Mitch Marner? Well, I'll give you a bag of pucks." You know, I mean, I'm being a little over the top here, but you ruin your leverage in terms of trade value if you say, "I'm going to go out and make wholesale changes," because then they know you have to make wholesale changes. Otherwise, the Toronto media and the fan base will eat you alive. So, you know, I understood the full-throated defense of the core four, but do I believe that they're not going to entertain the possibility of trading Nylander or Marner? I think they'll entertain it. I don't know whether they'll do it because it all depends on what the offers are. Now, this is the thing. It's like this management team, and other managers throughout the league, Pierre Lebrun had a really good piece uh, in the Athletic this week. They're all stunned that the Leafs didn't uh, get past the first round. They, you know, three games to one against the Canadians, you know, and the one game was the game that there was a shorthanded goal in the third period. You know, they thought this team, the way that they were constructed, the, the additions that they made at the deadline were all the right moves. I mean, you can't go out and say, what a great deadline the the Leafs had on April 12th to get Nick Felino, and then say, 
boy, they were so stupid to go out and trade a first round pick for Nick Felino. How do you know that Nick Felino? How, how are you going to know that Nick Felino did? You know, was going to get hurt his second game. This is it's like Doug Gilmore back in 04. I mean, it's just that's unfortunate. Like the the comedy of errors in term or, or just things that went wrong in terms of Tavares getting hurt, in terms of players playing injured. I mean, all that contributed to the loss. But now this management team has got to adjust to the reality that the core group, like you said, has not come through in five years, yeah. five straight first-round losses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just pissing me off the more, more we talk about it, but we've got to push forward here. Uh, OG's comments, thanks for all the comments in the chat here. I, I see them. I, I hope you guys are having a chat amongst yourselves while Mike and I rant and rave. You can see the chat replay on YouTube. The post takes a little bit of time to, to render or uh, process, um, but it will be there and you can, you can replay it. Um, so the thing is, <laughs> this team did not fail because of shitty goaltending, nope. because the, the defense stunk and you know nope. the, the Habs took advantage of them. It's not because Jason Spezza wasn't there. It's not because of Joe Thornton. It's not because of uh, Wayne Simmons and all these other guys. Sure, it would have been nice to see everybody playing at full potential. But part of the playoffs is, uh, you know, once one segment of the team, um, you know, being the prime contributors to the the success of the first round, and then the the team. You know, it shifts in um, emphasis on you know another group of players within the within the the lineup, kind of takes it to the next level. It's a collective, so um, this just breaks down to the fact that the two best players on the team, the, the highest paid players, the statistically best players, right. never mind John Tavares, not his fault. They just they just weren't they just couldn't. They just weren't there. And Marner is the guy, right? Because it's a Marner or Nylander thing. Nylander and his fans, they've won the Stanley Cup. This is for the entire summer. It's It'll be justification of why Nylander is who he is and all those great things about him. And look, and we, we know a lot of people who really enjoy William Nylander enjoy William Nylander. And that's it. And good for them. You know what? Congratulations. The guy was fantastic. But William Nylander is not enough to uh, just just him uh, having a great series, it's not enough. Matthews and Marner not playing to full potential, not not starting the playoffs properly, and I, I, look at that's that's those two guys not playing to their full ability from the get go. That's the reason the Leafs lost. The, 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 there was just no real um, serious uh, and. Uh, you know, worthy contributions from these guys in this first round. Well, had these had these two dudes put in a couple more goals, the Leafs would still be playing right now. Now, yeah, just to just to quickly go through it. I mean, Campbell statistically was better than Price in the series. Um, yes, he let a bad goal in in Game Seven, and he let a bad goal in in Game in, in Game Five. Um, but overall, I, he was great, and I, the, they they got good goaltending, so that. Check that off in terms of excuse. Secondary scoring, they got goals from TJ Brody and Jake mm -hmm. Muzzin on the blue line. Yelchenyuk produced. Kerfoot produced. 
Spezza produced. Nylander is not, you know, he's on the top six, so I guess you could say, but the way he had performed in previous years was secondary, and now he was he was put into a primary role, and he thrived with five goals. So, I mean, they got they got all that. What they didn't get, as you said, was production from their best two players and from their power play, which was abysmal. I mean, well, we knew the power play was going to stink anyway. Right. Have we, like, we just threw our hands up. And it, we threw our hands up. That's one thing. But it felt like, and the proof is in the failure, the organization threw its hands up on the power play too. And, and you know, they got three power play goals in the series and one was an, oh, by the way, the Thornton goal was, you know, not non not consequential. The, the other two... Uh, were were Sand, Sandine and, and Matthews and those those mattered. But when they needed a power play goal in games five, six, and seven, they couldn't get it. So it comes down to that core group. It comes down to those two players. And that hey, that's what they're paid the big money for. And uh, you know, I mean, Matthews, they, they Philip Deneau ma uh, matched up against Matthews for most of the series. And Deneau, you have to say since. Matthews only scored one goal. Dano won that matchup. And Marner, I mean, all you had to do was look at Marner, like looking to the heavens and talking to himself. And, or like, you know, there was one say that, that, uh, that, uh, Price made in game five that, uh, got deflected by Cook and Yemi up into his, into his, uh, hit the emblem and it was going to go five hole. Marner could just basically was, you know, couldn't buy a break. And then, you know, obviously the giveaway in game seven was uh, unforgivable because it ended up in the game winning goal. So, or the, excuse me, the opening goal because the Neil mm -hmm. or later, but I mean, all again, all these things, now, but now in retrospect, I mean, that all doesn't matter anymore. The, the season is over, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 this, this incarnation of, of the Leafs is over. And now we have to look at what the organization is going to do position by position, uh, management on down to for next year. And can they be better? Will they have better success? We'll see. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So Dubas, Shanahan, the board, anyone making decisions at the highest level mm -hmm. of the organization with the aspiration of improvement can't operate with retribution in mind. No. So it's not John Tavares' fault he got clocked in the first game. William Nylander was spe spectacular. Great regular, decent regular season. Showed up in the playoffs. Exactly what we needed from William Nylander came to play. But he needed, he can't, he couldn't pull the team through the series himself. The, the top two guys, the Rocket Richard winner and one of the top scorers in the league over the last five years, just just didn't have it. So it is what it is. But all of these guys will be great players in the future. 100-point guys, 50-goal guys, future Hall of Famers, right? The, the, the team can't operate um, with... Be, to be out of vindictiveness, out of um, you know, you 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 bastards couldn't get it done. I'm going to show you. 
they have to, the team has to clinically look at this and go, all right, um, we haven't been able to get it done with this group. We're, we're proud of what they've been able to accomplish, but perhaps moving one or two of these players and bringing in other players of the same ilk, but maybe a different kind of style of game might be beneficial to what we're, what we're trying to do here. Um, that's again, just you have to operate it based on, you know, how can you take what you have, the, the greatness of what you have that has not been able to produce uh, beyond the regular season and, 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 and parlay it into, uh, you know, maybe a different type of game that the Leafs can, can try going forward. Um, again, you just, you can't, I know a lot of fans are, they're just angry and they want guys traded and kicked out to the curb. I'm trading for a bag of pie. And that's just the reaction, but the, the organization cannot operate that way. And you even, well, yeah. I'm sure there's anger within the organization. I'm sure there's anger sure. with the MLS and E board. I'm sure there's anger on the part of Brendan Shanahan and even Kyle Dubas. Um, but as, as you're saying, they can't react emotionally. That's when you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And now the board, you know, I mean, it, it looks, you know, Shanahan is back. Dubas is back. Keith is back. You know, there's not going to be any changes. Um, you know, maybe there's fine tuning or tweaking in, uh, of the coaching staff. You know, maybe Dave Hackstall is out. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if I believe that the that the the fault of the power play rests at the feet of Manny Malter, Manny Malhotra because honestly they were thirty two percent in the first couple months of the season and then they were nine percent at the at the end of the and they tried all different you know structures and it just didn't work so I, I think it's not coaching I think it's you know the players and their ability to break through. Um, but you're not going to see a, uh, you know, a new team president. You're not going to see a new general manager. You're not going to see a new head coach. What you might see is, you know, a willingness, even though they, like I said, they defended this core group to realize that, okay, we need to get value for one of these guys. And the, the, this is where Kyle Dubas can't be blamed. Kyle Dubas signed these contracts under the assumption pre-pandemic that the cap was going to go up mm -hmm. and the cap is not going to go up. I heard a report from Elliot Friedman a couple days ago that How can it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Based on based on revenue and the the revenue gap between the PA and the and the owners, the, the meaning the money that the owners paid out and the players are going to have to pay out over the next few years, that the cap is going to stay flat probably for the entire new CBA, which is five years. Mm -hmm. So you're so you're talking eighty one point five million, and nobody, Kyle Dubas, nobody, not one general manager expected that to happen. So now you know. You you've got uh, you know you've got chicken. You, know, you make chicken salad, or you make, you know you have to, or you've got lemons. Excuse me, wrong analogy. You make lemon. You have lemons. You make lemonade. You're gonna have to make do in terms of changes that maybe you wouldn't, or decisions that you wouldn't have not normally made if the cap had gone up. And one of those decisions could be you can't devote forty million dollars to four forwards, maybe 33 million to three, and maybe trade one of the forwards, Nylander, 
would be the one that I would trade because as I think his value is at his highest now after a great playoff mm-hmm. because you need the room to fill the rest of the team. Norm, I was using this analogy earlier in the week. Do you remember that great 04 Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning team, the one right before the lockout? Yeah, uh, Brad Richards, uh, Brad Richards, Lee, uh, Vinny LeCavalier, Dan Boyle, Dan Boyle. Yeah, those that four, those four players, I believe, took up around fifty percent of the cap. Mm-hmm. They couldn't afford to re-sign Nikolai Hobby Bullen, who was their who was their goaltender that won the cup. Yeah, they, they were a top-heavy organization and could not. Put a, they had to have John Graham as their goaltender. That's how bad they were in terms of you know the money that they and that that's the problem here. Um, you've traded off Kadri. You've not re-signed Tyson Berry when if you, if you even wanted to. You've traded off Andreas Janssen and Patrick Marlowe and Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, you've you're now going to let Frederick Anderson go and. Maybe that you know that's that's fine. He you know it, it, maybe it's time for him to go. But it, there are going to be players that they can't bring back that they want to bring back because they don't have the flexibility in the salary cap. And that's why I'm saying it's like okay, would you rather have Morgan Riley and Zach Hyman or would you rather have William Nylander? Mm-hmm. That, that might be the decision because if they keep the four, then they're probably not going to be able to resign Zach Hyman, and they're probably not they're probably going to end up trading Morgan Riley. So. Make up your mind. And I think if you ask the fans, they would say, I'd rather trade Nylander and keep those other two. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't trust I don't trust what's going on with the, the group. That includes Matthews. That includes Marner. That includes Nylander. That includes Tavares. I don't, tr- I don't trust the team. I don't trust the organization. Why should I? No. I mean, they, Again, they, they have not earned your trust. Yeah. They've earned, yeah, they've earned your loyalty as an organization because most of the people here are living in either the Niagara Peninsula or watching it in the GTA and have loved this team since they were in diapers. And, you know, for me, somebody, my, my older brother was a hockey, it was a Leaf fan, and I I, ca- I caught that disease, so I, I have to bl- you know, blame him for it. And, uh, you know, now as somebody who covers a team, I have to sort of detach myself a little bit from, you know, being uh, as emotional and being as critical of the team. But even being objective, there's just something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly sure that Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan recognize that. Now, yes. what do you do about it? Well, start with the goaltending. Jack Campbell is your number one next year, more than likely. Um, Freddie Anderson is gone. I mean, if anybody saw the media availability on Wednesday, he basically said, I loved my five years in Toronto. I love my teammates. And, and Kyle Dubas was like, he's been a great guy. It's it's over with. He's, he's not. An after, Mike, he's an afterthought now. Yeah. And, and, and But it's over with. He's not coming back. He's not taking yeah. a one-year deal. He's gone. It's Jack Campbell. It's now a question of, okay, it's Jack Campbell and who? And – I think they're probably going to have to go out and get a veteran goalie, you know, for probably in the neighborhood of 2 million bucks who can play 30, 35, maybe 40 games split time with Campbell, take the physical burden off of Campbell. Um, That's what they're going to need. And there'll be goaltenders out there with expansion and things of that nature. They can maybe make a trade. Maybe they trade for a goaltender, but it's going to be Campbell 
and somebody else. So Freddie is gone, and that's it. It's not going to be Michael Hutchinson. Maybe it'll be David Riddich. Maybe they'll sign him to a one-year deal. But that's that's where the goaltending is. Defense, you know, Marner, or sorry, defense, uh, Muzzin, uh, Brody are back. They'll be protected in the expansion draft, and the expansion draft factors in here um, because if they protect three defensemen, and Riley's the third, mm-hmm. and they risk Justin Hall or Dermott being lost to Seattle. And I don't think they want to lose Justin Hall because Justin Hall's in their top two pairings, and he's paired well with Muzzin. You know, he's not a perfect player, but he's making $2 million bucks, And, you know, so they could protect four forwards and four defensemen. Um, I don't know. Now, here's the other thing. If they decide – and here's the thing. Riley's making $5 bucks. He's entering the last year of his contract. They're going to talk to his agent during the offseason. If they get an indication that you know Riley is going to say, similar to what Seth Jones just said, is I, I'm going to not sign. I'm just going to play this out and go to free agency. Then the Leafs are trading Morgan Riley. Yeah, so so be it. If 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 Riley is like, I want to come back, and I want eight million bucks a year, then they're going to trade Morgan Riley. If he says I want to come back and I'm prepared to take a little less, then I think they keep him. But to be able to do that, they're going to have to open up cap space in other places. Now, if they if he's amenable to signing an extension, then they're probably going to protect four forwards and protect the four defensemen and maybe lose Alex Kerfoot to expansion to Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's $3.5 million off the, off the budget. But Kerfoot in the playoffs showed the player that he could be and that uh, the the player that people thought he was going to be when they acquired him from Colorado. So even if they do that, I mean, you're losing depth up front that you're probably going to have to replace with a, a player who's going to be like a one-year type guy. So, I mean, there's always give and take here. But the, the, the on defense, Sandine's going to be in the lineup. Unless they trade him, Liljegren's going to be in the lineup. Um, I think they want to sign, re-sign Zach Bogosian, uh, but it, it's all going to be based on what he wants. So there could be pretty much no or very limited change on the blue line other than maybe Travis Dermott going to Seattle. Listen listen to yourself. You're, you're talking about, and again, you're the best in the, in the business, but you're talking about a team that is was already good enough to, to exceed these uh, limitations that they ended up um, not exceeding. It's, it's, uh, it, <laughs> the goaltending was fine. The defense was fine. The, the stars were there. They just, they just failed. They failed to get it done collectively, but mainly because the top two guys just couldn't score a few extra goals uh, because that's how close the series was. So now, it, you know the the pro the problem here is, it's uh, one first round series loss after another. It compounds the the historic futility of of the organization, and we're all ramped up and and riled up and and pissed off and mm-hmm. you know wanting blood and wanting change. It's, just a, it's tough because the team's already good enough on paper and it, it, it won the won the bloody division 
and it was favored by everybody. And it was there three games to one, and then it just fell apart again. So the, 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 the thing is, if the team did nothing, if the organization did nothing except for, you know, retool around the star players again, conceptually, it would make sense. But what, where I'm getting at it, where I'm coming from is, you know, this, this core, this group of four, these guys at the top, to this point, haven't been able to, to, to get it done. There have been other things that have factored into to the collective failure. Why yeah, continue? Sorry, Mike, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish at this point. Why yeah. continue to go forward with these guys? You sure they on paper, they should be able to do it, but they haven't done it yet. Why well, not? Why not twist, you know, twist it, turn it on its head, do something that is huge and, and take a take a run uh, with a bit of a new complexion to 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 that to the, the top group of, of, of players. Well, I mean, if we, again, if we take what management said earlier this week at face value, they believe that eventually that, uh, do we they, trust them? No, no. I, like I said, the, I mean, if you're talking about the players that in the way they perform, no. And if you're talking about the managers, no, because you know, they, they've with all the best, best intentions have, have failed and they, they realize that. Um, you know, but I don't think it gets easier and I don't think, I don't know, you know, you had a scenario where you're playing against Canadian teams and I thought the Leafs were clearly the best team in the Canadian division, even before the season, they win the Canadian division and they lose in the first round. It's not going to get easier next year. I don't know if the roster will be as good. It'll be different, but I don't know if it'll be as good. And they're playing in back in the Atlantic division with Boston and Tampa. Now the only, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel is that the NHL may change their playoff structure to conference, going back to conference rather than division, and they won't be. Fa they could possibly avoid facing Boston and Tampa uh, in the first round. But okay, the, the the whole point I was doing about breaking things down is okay. You had Jack Campbell and Frederick Anderson this year, and now you're going to have Jack Campbell and question mark next year. Is the goaltending better? Maybe if Campbell plays the way he did this year, but maybe not. Maybe it's mm -hmm. going to take a little step back. On defense, if you get Morgan Riley back, if you're putting in Sandine the entire year, if you're you know uh, re-signing Bogosian, is the defense better? It, at best, I think it's a, it's a saw-off. Uh, it could be worse forward-wise. Okay, if you don't change the core four, uh, Zach Hyman, according to everyone, according to Ellie Friedman, according to Pierre LeBron, according to Chris Johnston, all insiders, all very knowledgeable, they're saying that there are going to be offers out there for Zach Hyman that are going to be around, could be up to $6 million because mm -hmm. they know that they're going to have to overpay to not be able to get the Leafs to match. And if he's, if he's getting $6 million, the Leafs are not matching. So you're arguably your, your, your biggest workhorse up front, the guy who makes, you know, who makes every line better. He, they may be priced out on him. And if that happens, there's nobody to blame but the Leafs in terms of paying these guys. And it even goes back further than um, 
than Kyle Dubas. It goes back to Lou Lamorello and him not signing Nealander to an extension with a year left in his contract. They let him play out his deal. They 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 went to the eleventh hour and then gave him what he wanted, paid him seven million. That led into Matthews. That led into going into free agency with Tavares. That led into Marner getting almost as much as Matthews. And again, Dubas didn't think that he was going to, you know, have fifty percent of his cap. He thought it'd be forty percent or thirty-five percent as the cap went up. The cap is not going up, so now you have to adjust your philosophy. You have to adjust, you know, what you're doing. And if you, you know. Zach Hyman's 28 going on 29 years old, Norm. He, he's played a lot of tough minutes. He's had a couple injuries to his knee. A long-term deal on him may be one of these deals where it's front-loaded, and in the last couple of years of the deal, they buy him out if he if he falls off. It could be, you know, it could be a, a deal with pitfalls, but He's not replaceable. There's no, you know, I, I don't know if you can find somebody who's 80% of Zach Hyman if you let him go. And that's the problem. He's only two and a quarter million dollars off the cap. Mm-hmm. And David, Mike, just David Hillman, I think we need to relax. This was basically the second year where they should have had a long playoff run. I say one more year with the core if they don't make it out of the first round trade, everyone. Well, we were saying that, we were saying that last year. Uh, David, I pre- appreciate the, the comment because as Mike's going on in my brain, I'm like, geez, I thought this, this, col- this collab for the first time in a week was going to make me feel better. I'm feeling like completely lost right now. It's nice to be with the OGs and converts, Mike. Uh, and I wanted to get to a couple things in community. We're, we're going a little longer today because uh, it's a, basically a, a one show a week now. Um, thanks, Leafs. It would have been like four shows a week, but um, but I don't feel I don't feel good, Mike. I no. don't feel you good. Shouldn't, you shouldn't feel good. It's like be, it, this is like this is like like you got food poisoning after eating a bad meal. It's like I mean, but just to answer David's question, one more year, okay. Wait with this core one more year. The problem is, is that more than likely Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas will not be around then. This, this, yeah, I mean, I think to answer Murray's question here, and um, Dubas has this year. I think if they they miss the playoffs or they get eliminated in the first round, I think Shanahan and I think Dubas are done. I think that there will be a wholesale upheaval and that's why i think that they need to do you know i mean friedman is talking about them doing something bold in the offseason that dubas tried to do something at the deadline but couldn't make, make it work financially but that there was a bold move that he wanted to make he didn't specify what um chris johnston said there was a player out there with term on this contract and a non-playoff team that he thinks the Leafs are going to go after. I don't know who that is. I mean, it's not Jack Eichel because that makes no sense. But, you know, there are other options out there. But the thing is, okay, to make that bold move, is this team better if you move a one of the core four and keep Hyman and Riley or if you – Keep the core four, and you move high, and you lose Hyman for nothing, and you trade Riley. I I believe that you move one of the core four, and you keep those guys. 
Uh -huh. Riley is 27 years old. He's a, he's in the prime of his career. Is he a perfect defenseman? No. Do I think he's going to demand Drew Doughty money? No. I think he's going to probably want seven, seven and a half, eight million, probably at the most, which is what Thomas Shabbat got in in Ottawa, what uh, Aaron Eckblad is making in Florida. If it's any more than that, then he's pricing himself out of the market, and then I don't blame the Leafs for you know exercising their option and trading somebody with a year left in his contract. But they 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 have to make moves that make sense, and the move that makes the most sense here is trading one of those core four. And if it's me, the core four guy I'm trading is Nylander because his contract is the yeah. most friendly, and he's coming off a good year. But I don't I don't. Um, I don't rule out the possibility of them trading Marner if they could get the value back. Yeah. I mean, he's been maligned. He had a terrible playoff. He, look, he's still a big contributor. The best years for him are yet to come. So the value would be there. It would just, it would seem like a vindictive move because he didn't play well. Matthews wasn't that great either. And, um, you know, but there's there's just more uh, more love amongst the the fan base for him, and obviously him being a number one pick and uh, you know being a Rocket Richard Trophy winner, uh, he's going to get a little bit more root rope than than Marner, who's a bit of a pariah in the same way. Nylander uh, is a pariah. You know, we've been talking about moving Nylander for for years now, and it pisses people off because they're very focused on one guy they love that guy and we're kind of looking at it from a from a team perspective who who is the easiest guy to move out amongst these you know albatross likes like um contracts he's the easiest guy and he he upped his value with the a, a nice little playoff um his his goal in the playoff was to help the team win right um uh he he may end up helping another team win if nylander stays and marner goes or even Matthews, I like again. I know that's not going to happen, but I don't care. I really, do, I really don't care at my at my age. And this is where we get criticized because we're older, right? I guess you know, you know, being getting older is a bad thing. But I was a little bit younger once, not too long ago. Um, I was still, I was, I loved certain players like Sundin and, and McGillney and these guys. But I was more concerned about the team winning, right? Right now, there are still a lot of fans who are just dialed into a, a player. They're they're dialed into Dubis and, and just the goings on of of that particular individual's career. Um, you know, these guys are all contributors to the greater whole, and that is to the team. And the team's supposed to win. Um, there are other members of the fan base who just want to see this team succeed, and it has not. And I hate to burst the bubble of those who are, you know, invested in Dubas and, and Nylander and his memes and his pictures and stuff. At some point, um, you know, you're going to have to uh, detach yourself from from that that connection to this person um, or follow them to the next organization they go to, because uh, if success doesn't come soon, uh, it, it's it's going to happen. Your, your favorite player, your favorite member of the organization will be, will be gone to, I mean, to, to your point, it's like if the Maple Leaf organization thought that they could improve itself by trading Austin Matthews, they would do it in two seconds, but he's one of the best three or four forwards in the league. So that mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, if they yep. could trade for Connor McDavid, 
okay, Connor McDavid didn't get out of the first round. They, you know, so it's a, that that's on you know Mitch Marner is one of the best players in the league. He was fourth in the league scoring. Um, does that mean he's a perfect player? No. Does it mean he's going to all of a sudden like win puck battles along the wall? No, he's not that type of player. But he's he's a premier playmaker, and him and Matthews play great together. The the the, uh, the series against Montreal, notwithstanding, but it's a question of whether you can win with this group. Mm-hmm. You know? And that and that's the that's the whole thing. It's like okay, you know, I I don't think you know some people in the chat are like, what are you what what can they get for Marner? But okay. You're not going to get a player. You're going to get different players. You're going to get you. You might get a young defenseman and a young forward. Is that going to make you better? Well, that three years down the line, you'll find out. But in the here and the now, probably not. I mean, and and teams are not. You know, there are not many teams that are willing to take that ten point nine million dollar player and pay full, pay equal value for him. But for a seven million dollar player. Who's who? Most of fifty percent of the money has been paid off on it. Who had a good playoff? They might, and that might be, you know, get, getting you a player or, or players in return that could help you. Again, if I if I could trade Mitch Marner and improve the team, I'd do it in a second. If I could mm-hmm. trade the bars and I'd do it in a second. I would trade anybody to make this team better, and that should be the philosophy of the management of this team, and that's where. I hope that they're more ruthless in that respect and less, you know, oh, we've got to keep these guys together. Matthias Wink sends a great message to trade Nylander and exit the guy who delivers. Sure, he scored five goals in the playoffs. Great for him. It's just not about him. He, he was okay in the regular season. He was okay. Marner delivered in the regular season. Matthews delivered in, in the uh, regular season. All of these guys uh, could deliver. All of these on paper. And going into the playoffs, all of these guys were expected to deliver because they were the, the the division winners, and they were supposed to get it done, and they didn't. They 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 didn't collectively. They did not do it. They all could deliver, and ultimately, they didn't end up delivering and getting this team into the second round because for for this organization that has just been you know terrible for, for as long as it has. The, the goal is to make it to the second round. That's a it's it's a it's a, it's it's not a, a lofty goal. It was an attainable goal, and they they just couldn't get it done. And look, they're all really good players. They're all have they're all stars, all potential all stars, or you know, bona fide all stars. However, way you want to look at it, somebody has somebody will have to go from this core group in order to remodel the 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 face. Uh, you know, in that first layer of, of offense and defense, so to speak, of this organization. Unless, you know, they, as uh, the point from one of the OGs here a, a few minutes ago, unless the team says, you know, it just makes more sense for us to take one more stab at it with this group. And uh, then after that, the you know, the, the entire place will, will burn down if we can't make it happen. I don't know if... Uh, I agree with that. I don't know if a lot of the fans have the stomach for that. Uh, but again, you know, this is an organization that doesn't shy away from from pr- projections and stats. And, you know, may- maybe the, the magic box tells them that, you know, this group needs one more one more uh, goal to, together b- before wholesale changes. 
uh, indeed need to be made. And that's the thing, right, guys? We're just here uh, exhausting uh, the animosity we feel, exhausting all this pressure and all this frustration that we've uh, had building up over the last week. Rome, uh, I don't want to use that, but um, <laughs> in relation to the Leafs, who who knows how this process is, is playing out, but um, well, a lot will transpire between now and you know next month, the month after that, towards training camp. And I don't know if we'll ever fully be um, satisfied with how the Leafs do anything until we see the fruits of the labor, um, all that labor and all that you know reconfiguration bear out. And we're not going to get to that point until like literally a year from from now when the when the playoffs. Uh, well, uh, when the 2022 playoffs get going, and let's hope that the Leafs are in the playoffs then. There's no guarantees of that either. A few more points, Mike, and we'll get out of here. Well, just to, just to answer Matias, I had to look it up just to back up my what was in my head. Um, Wendell Clark, most pop, probably the most popular player of this franchise's history, at least post-67. 93, he scored 10 goals in the playoffs. The following year in the regular season, he scored 46 career, 46 goals, his career high. And then he had another great playoff. And that did not stop Cliff Fletcher from trading him. Now, that was criticized, but in the end, probably that was the best thing because, you know, Clark had injury history and Matt mm -hmm. Sabine was a healthy young player and was the core guy for the next 12 to 13 years. Okay. If you can trade Wendell Clark for Matt Sundin, you can trade William Nylander to get a player that helps you going forward. You're not loyal. William Nylander for Connor McDavid. Yeah, you're not loyal to anything. You're not loyal to what they did in the playoffs. You're loyal to one thing, yeah. improving the team, and that is it. And if they can improve the team by trading William Nylander, if they can improve the team by trading Marner or Matthews, they should do it. Mm -hmm. No, I um, from community uh, youtube.com slash the Leafs combo. Colin M, worst the disappointment I've felt since the Shanna plan times 10. Yeah, Shanahan and Dubas walking on eggshells and good, 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 good. Um, and 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 Norm, that is going to motivate them. Uh, you know, like I, like I was saying before, um, you know, and Elliot Friedman usually doesn't like hint at something when he doesn't know something is going to happen. He said that, you know, Dubas was trying to do something before the deadline and that he's, you know, now with, with them having the flexibility of 10% more over the salary cap over the summer, that he's going to do something, something that he couldn't do before the deadline in the off season to augment the, what the roster you know, what the roster did. And who knows if that'll make them better or not. We, we hope it does. And and Chris Johnston said a similar thing in terms of them bringing in a name that would be notable, you know, defenseman or a goaltender, whoever. But that's needed. But that may not be enough, but that is needed. Mm -hmm. Kuda US won just another chapter in the same old Shit Leafs, be skinny. Watching the re uh, remaining series, we, we can't see the say the intensity wasn't there. I mean, you see, well, you see, uh, Abs, Knights, Islanders, Bruins. We'll have a, a lots of time to to discuss uh, the the plan for our plan for this team, and we don't have one right now. 
uh, other than do do something we think. Um, but speed and skill and analytics is that a failed experiment, Mike? Is that the, is 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 that the team? Is that the concept of a of a winning organization that I mean, should all- be adapted? Yeah. should be ad- adopted adapted and and pursued un- until you know you, you can no longer pursue it all the organizations use analytics it's a question of degree i mean obviously dubis has been labeled as you know the a, a uh, wunderkind of, uh, of analytics I, I i think that's misrepresentative i think he you know he uses analytics but i also think he this year, you know, bringing in veteran guys, character guys, recognize that it's not all numbers. It's got to be a mixture of both. Um, I don't know anybody who would say, well, the Leafs were going to get killed if they matched Vegas, match up against Vegas or Colorado or Tampa in the semifinal. So it's better than they lost in the first round. No. I mean, you wanted this team to have some success, uh, and they didn't. And now I think, you know, a depleted Winnipeg or Montreal when they play the winner of Vegas, Colorado are going to get poleaxed because they're not, I mean, Winnipeg, I think is a better team than, than, than Montreal, but they're weak defensively. And I think both Vegas and Colorado will destroy them. What is it about Vegas and Colorado? They're bigger. They're more talented. They're deeper. They're, you know, not, not Vegas. Vegas is not fast, but Colorado is fast. Colorado is is dominating Vegas without their second best center because their second best center is an idiot who gets suspended every time, but they're doing that. He's going to be back. He's going to be, well, yeah, maybe if he wins his appeal. Why, why are we, are we not rooting for Nazem Kadri? Do we not like if he, we give the, if he gives himself a chance to play, I want to see him win a cup. Why? I, I could care. I could care less. I mean, I honestly, it's like, I have nothing against him. I just, yeah. He's a he's a player with extreme talent and extremely bad decision making ability. It's like, and that's the thing. It's like you, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. He's a feisty guy. If he, if he hadn't made the mistakes that he made in Toronto, he'd still be in Toronto. But he did, and now he's probably going to be on his third team because I don't know with Colorado after this if they don't win, we'll have the patience a year with a year left in his contract to keep Nazem Kadri in Colorado in Colorado. So we'll see. So the, the Leafs parted ways with Kadri because of things that he did in the playoffs that were of uh, grave consequence and did not benefit the organization nor represent the organization uh, to a professional level. Mm-hmm. You can say the same about the, you know, Marners and the Matthews of the world right now. No, they they didn't get suspended. They didn't do stupid shit. But they didn't get it done either. So the the there are many questions. Um, the, the the big question is, what does this team do to get back on the horse, improve itself for the next season to come, and not regress? And get put itself back into a position where it gets into the first round and takes another stab at um, ma- making round two. We're going to go through it uh, a, a million times over between now and, and the start of training camp, and then into the ne- next season. It's a long way off, Mike. So um, there's re- no no point in in 
you know, stating things that we believe need to be done right now because we know they're going to, uh, in essence, uh, benefit the team. Because at the end of the day, uh, we're still coming off major disappointment for, for all of us. Uh, and we may not be thinking straight. Then again, um, I don't know who is. Last word to you. Yeah, I, well, I, I just look at the way the playoffs are being played right now. Uh, watching a physical battle between Boston and the Islanders last night and, you know, Vegas, Colorado, and seeing, you know, Tampa, Carolina. And it would have been nice to see if the Leafs could have combated and fought and scrapped against those teams. Something we'll never know. And now all we have to look forward to is what they do to better this team for next season. Mm Mm-hmm. OG's Converse, we appreciate you being here. We know a lot of you needed this. It's cathartic. It's therapeutic, not only for for you, but for us. So thank you very much. I I think we've got to, never mind the Leafs, I think the the Leafs convo, our core, uh, and our contributors and our team is amazing. I think we're champions. It would be nice if the team that we covered and watched and loved so much uh, could take one step closer to becoming uh, a champion itself. Mike and I will be back next Sunday. Uh, Keep the community aspect of the Leafs Combo YouTube channel alive. I'll have posts and um, polls and all kinds of stuff like that. You can get at us on Twitter, get at us on Facebook, wherever. Um, Again, thank you so much and just take a, a deep breath maybe one eye on the playoffs to, you know, get your hockey fix. But uh, we, we know most of what you care about it uh, regarding uh, in relation to hockey seems broken right now. Um, and uh, that's okay to feel that way because uh, it, it's, it's the truth. So Mike, thank you very much. My friend, OG's converts have a great week. We'll talk to you in seven days.